welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie, and I am absolutely so excited for today's author interview. I am interviewing one of my all-time favorite romance authors. She blew up into fame with Love Hypothesis. It was TikTok famous. Everybody loved it. Everybody read it. And I am here to talk to her about her newest novel, Love Theoretically. Allie, how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on uh, the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. I I'm hoping I genuinely don't fangirl too much because I have read all of your books since The Love Hypothesis, and I am so excited to talk about this one. So we're going to kick it off with a very important question. Um, Allie, what would you say is the cocktail that matches the overall vibe of Love Theoretically? Well, so one of the characters, Elsie, uh, uh, just doesn't really drink uh, alcohol. Um so it has to be like something virgin, I would yeah. say. <laughs> um, what about Jack? Jack. Um, I feel like he's a very, you know, like just straight up beer kind of guy. You know, Absolutely, that, yeah. does that count as a cocktail technically? You know, I think it counts. He yeah. definitely just orders whatever is on tap yeah yeah he's not yeah he's not he's not a fancy boy so (laughs) no definitely not um okay so uh, now that we've gotten over the most important question of this entire episode would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself as an author okay so about myself uh, um well i am uh yeah, I I am a writer of <laughs> of romance novels and rom coms, and uh, uh, I I guess I have written a young adult book that will be out in in November. So um, yeah, that's that's it. And uh, what else? I have three cats. I I like to tell people that um, they are very beautiful, all of them, uh, some more than others. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, what was the other uh the synopsis of uh, love theoretically was that yeah uh, right okay so that's my uh third full-length book i had another book come out that was uh kind of like an anthology of novellas yeah but uh it's a love theoretically is coming out on june 13th and it's uh, a book about two physicists, a theoretical physicist and an experimental physicist who end up clashing when my main character, Elsie, applies for a job uh, um, in in the MIT physics department, which is where uh, the love interest, Jack, uh, works. And Jack Mm -hmm. wants another person to get the job. Um, Elsie doesn't. And of course, Elsie wants to get the job herself. Of course. And everything is complicated by the fact that uh, they know each other from before in the sense that what Jack thinks uh, is that Elsie is dating his brother. But mm-hmm. that is not quite true. What we know uh, is that she just fake dating his brother. Um, and yeah, and basically the book is the story of this uh, faculty uh, search uh, where, you know, you will have to see if she gets the job and stuff. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite things about this book is that you have sort of the 
enemies to lovers trope and the fake dating trope, but they are subverted and very different than what we've seen in your other um, novels and novellas. So what was it like bringing those two tropes together, but also kind of twisting them, making them a little bit different than what we normally see? I really like the idea of taking fake dating, but having the car- the main character not end up with the person she's fake dating, but yeah. with another person. Um, it kind of made me think of uh, um, While You Are Sleeping. It's that movie with Sandra yeah. Bullock and uh, is, it, is it Bill Pullman? Uh, I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Where, yeah. where she's taking care of his uh, brother. Exactly. So she is pretending to be his brother's girlfriend, but uh, she is she kind of ends up falling in love with uh, uh, with Bill Pullman. And uh, I I just really, really liked uh, that idea because the potential for angst and jealousy is is very high, especially for the person who doesn't know that the dating is just fake dating and is like, oh, my God, I am jealous of my own brother. (laughs) I am jealous of I I want to boink my brother's girlfriend. I'm a horrible person. I I really wanted to explore that. That was so it was kind of like a little bit of a different fake dating situation. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, in terms of enemies to lovers, I mean uh, I definitely do think they start out as enemies in a way that like they have opposite goals, you know, like I said mm-hmm. Elsie wants to get that job and Jack wants her not to get that job. But as you go on, uh, there are a bunch of things that kind of get unveiled. So you kind of realize why Jack doesn't want her to get the job and wants someone else to get the job. And uh, you sort of realize that Jack is not as bad as she maybe thinks he is. Um, And that's always fun. It's one of my favorite things to write, the whole like... uh, unveiling of the enemy as uh, someone was actually kind of an ally um, yeah and and that was fun to write you know it is one of my favorite moments when in the enemies to lovers the like female protagonist realizes that he has had feelings the whole time he just couldn't express them or he couldn't help her the way that he yeah. wanted to yeah I so uh, that's I I really I love stories in which the guy falls first and then he's either unable to show it because he's too emotionally constipated to actually show it or he's just <laughs> or he's just unable to show it because um I don't know because because like the situation doesn't allow it which is yeah. kind of what happens here like you know Jack thinks that she is in a relationship with his brother and she's like he's like I'm I'm not going to tell her what I feel about her yeah. you know it doesn't it doesn't make sense so that that's that's very funny like it's <laughs> uh it's it, it it makes me cackle a lot when I write this <laughs> I was obsessed when I saw the synopsis is the fake dating sort of comes from a fake dating app and that she's um, fake dating the male lead's brother. I thought it was so clever and and just it made me so excited uh, when I started reading the book. <laughs> I know. I, I really liked uh, writing about that and like I would love to write the story of so um, Elsie's roommate Cece is also mm-hmm. also works for the app and she's also fake dating someone and I would love to write a 
the love story, like Sissy's love story and how she falls in love with someone yeah. uh, through the app. But I mean, it's one of those things where you have to see, like, does the book do well and stuff like that. But it, it's, uh, I, 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 it's fun to like play around yes. with the idea of an app, you know? I, I think so too. And especially because, you know, apps are so popular right now, Tinder and Hinge and everything. The idea of falling in love over a fake dating app is sort of like, I don't know. Peak 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <Yeah. laughs> okay, I am glad that despite being a millennial, I was able to capture the zeitgeist. <laughs> I will say I'm a millennial as well, so I, I might not be the person to ask, but it really spoke to me. <laughs> Maybe we're just old. Yeah. It's, a, it's something my friends and I wonder all the time. Like uh, sometimes we say things and we're like, uh, "Is this a millennial thing that we just said? Are we? Are we? Are we old? Are we young? Or are we?" Basically, everyone that I work with is younger than me, and I'm like the only millennial. And every so often, I say something, and I just think to myself, "Oh, I'm dating myself. Like I, <laughs> I don't know how to be young. I'm sorry." I know. I I think uh, uh, I found out that my my editor's assistant is a millennial. I found out recently, and uh, he's a sorry, he's a Gen Z. And I was like, uh, I don't want to know what she thinks about <laughs> <laughs> the references in my book. <laughs> it was like a very. I was like uh, retreating in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> tell <pretend>. me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. You're so my, my fellow, my fellow millennial. <laughs> I've got you. <laughs> um, of course, one of the big things that is really popular in your books and that readers love and depend on is the honest depiction of women in STEM. And you have a PhD in neuroscience. Um, and from that I guess I can assume sort of firsthand accounts of a day in the life of a woman working in science. And I'm just kind of curious, what then inspired you to start writing romance novels? Right. So I actually was originally a fan fiction writer. I mean, I, I was a romance novel reader for a long time, um, but I never really thought about writing up until, you know, I, I got really deep into fan fiction and fandom. I started with Star Trek, then I moved to Star Wars. And amazing. Um, I it's, it's funny because I actually wrote, I started writing, uh, you know, fiction right when I was writing my dissertation um, because I think I just needed something, you know, I, I needed yeah. something that wasn't uh, my job and yes. wasn't like writing about brains. And um, that's kind of how I ended up starting, uh, um, uh, you know, just fiction in general. And then, you know, I wrote more and more fan fiction and then uh, I kind of like graduated from that to writing original stuff. But um I would say I was very much inspired to start because I needed a break from my everyday <laughs> life in science. That's fair. That's fair. So I hope it's okay to ask. I'm very curious. Um, what would you say is your favorite fan fiction that you ever wrote? Um, so it would have to be... I haven't thought about this in a while. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, it probably would have to be... 
so hard. So I uh, either like my 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 favorite trope in fan fiction is Omegaverse. So it probably would be some kind of like Omegaverse super smutty stuff. But nice. also <laughs> once I wrote a Spock uh bones fan fiction in uh, um for the Star Trek fandom that I remember writing it and being like, ah, oh, I really like my I don't really like this fic, but I haven't reread it in so long that it could be utter crap. So. You know, I think just keep it pure, keep yes. it out there. No reason to reread it, right? <laughs> no, no, exactly. Why ruin a beautiful memory? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when you are, you know, working on your new novel or uh, novella, do you find yourself initially thinking of? Um, the science aspect or more of what the romance will look like first? I definitely start with the romance and then mm-hmm. I kind of like usually I try to intertwine the science with the plot like I the book that I'm writing right now uh, it's actually set not in academia but in industry and originally they were going to be like material scientists and then you know a bunch of things as as I went on with the plot and I get and I got to know the characters better. I was like, you know what? I think they should be food scientists. I think that's Ooh. that's what would make sense out of them. Yeah. There were a bunch of different so th- yeah, I I would say that generally the science comes after and uh, yeah. the characters and the dynamic that I want to explain bet- to explore between the characters, that's what comes first, I would say. That makes sense, I think it's hard to place people anywhere unless you know what their relationship will be. Yeah. Especially in a romance novel. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to ask you a bit about romance novels in general. I am a huge fan of, of romances. I, I read so many. They're, they're one of my favorite genres, but in terms of like literary fiction, I find you know, they tend to be a genre that is often overlooked, despite having often important commentary on female friendships and family and love and work environments. And, you know, they're one of the few genres where consistently um, women tend to be quite safe. Why would you say, just in your opinion, that readers push aside stories with love or with happy endings? You know, I think generally there is. Uh a tendency to look down on any sort of genre writer. Um, I, I see this with thrillers mm. as well. I, I, it's definitely more, pre- like it's definitely predominant with romance. And I, I think you sort of like answered your question, yes. at least in my opinion, which is, uh, I think uh, that's because it's a genre that is not usually written by people who benefit from, you know, the patriarchy. And I know, mm-hmm. I know this sounds like it's, it's, it's true though. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. uh, love stories. Like these type of stories are often written by women. Um, uh, they are, you know, often written by people of color uh, mm-hmm. and uh, um, by queer people. And I think there is just generally this idea that, uh, they have to be less than. I also think that there is just this general. There is a lot of eagerness. It seems yeah. to me in the world to like look down on on something or yeah. on 
on some like I don't know. I think people just I think yeah, I I it's such a hard question because yeah. I, I don't want to generalize and I of am course. sure that different people have different opinions. Um I'm sure that there are people who genuinely have never read a romance novel because they're just not interested, and then there are people who are like that's beneath me. And I, I don't want to I promise I don't think that every single person who says romance novels are not for me is uh, like secretly a misogynist, but um, absolutely. I, t- yeah. And sometimes that, that, you know, that's totally the case. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I can't like, I don't like lit fic or, I mean, it, it really depends. I've read lit fic books that I really enjoyed, but uh, for the most part, I don't seek that because I need the, the comfort of a genre you know I, I need to know what i'm getting into i i guess uh, um I, I know that a lot of people criticize the fact that uh romance novels can be formal like uh, people say mm. but you already know how it ends like this is the type of criticism that i hear all the time and i think it's a little bit in bad faith to be honest yeah um uh, i i don't think unpredictability is necessarily uh something that makes a book better um <laughs> um i'm so sorry <laughs> i feel like they need a pet um, yeah I'm, i'll go really? grab her really quick <laughs> oh yes <laughs> oh my god she's so small this she's is matilda a- oh hi matilda i love you she's obviously <laughs> in dire need of love and cuddles absolutely oh my god. <laughs> you suffer so much i you know suffer yes <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? She's two. Oh, she's a little baby. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm so sorry about the interruption, but she's very content now that she has it, attention. It was beautiful. It, uh, it made you. my day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so oh, much. She's giving you kisses. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. There you go. Um, Bye, Matilda. Uh, she needed to go bark out the front window, so she's oh, no. free. <laughs> um, important, important business. Yeah, very. Yeah, she has a lot to attend to. She's a busy yeah. gal. <laughs> ah, so sorry about that. But yes, I I think generally, I mean, I find for myself, I don't enjoy literary fiction. But I also think, generally, in my opinion, that if the book is well written, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I love having the comfort of a good romance. Um, that's that's what I feel. But then again, I am a big fan fiction reader, so there's a lot of predictability there. Um, yeah. I am I, I am generally a, a big reader of you know romance and of uh, everything. Like I I want to know if something has a happy ending. I like tropes. I like things that unfold mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Like. I, I love knowing that there is only going to be one bed, you know, like I, I love yes. that stuff. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's, I think at some point we all look for different things uh, sometimes from what we, we read. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Of course. Yeah, of course. No, that is such a, that's such a good answer. Going off of that, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the sexism in the workplace, which is one of the themes that you tend to deal with in a few of your books. I noticed it specifically in Love Theoretically, but also in um, Below Zero comes to mind is this idea that it's a very small community of women in science and they have to sort of 
deal with some of the toxic males in leadership positions. Um, if it's all right, would you mind sort of speaking to this theme and why it's important to shed light on um, women in STEM in particular? I mean, I, for me, it's not it's not that I feel like I am, you know, showing anything because yeah. I'm I'm sure that like there are probably better people to speak on this uh, who have you know mm-hmm. the statistics and and uh, I I'm not like I promise I'm not trying to like you know represent the point of view oh. of all women in STEM. Oh no, and not, absolutely, not that were, yeah. Not that you were implying it, not not that you were implying it at all. But like I'm 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 what I really um. What I really want is just uh, kind of to talk about, you know, my experience and experiences of my friends and things that we have noticed through the years and things that we have talked about and like laughed about. And uh, that that's really why um, I talk about that. You know, yeah. it's, uh, academia is so weird because um, the mentorship relationships can be very very toxic and you cannot do anything about it because Mm -hmm. of the way jobs are found through networking and recommendation letters and you know if uh, you have issues with your mentor um it gets very hard for you to find uh, um another job so there are like all these hurdles that you have to overcome if Mm -hmm. uh you if you have issues with uh with with people with you so uh, people who work with you so that's that's one of those um I guess for me it's just kind of talking a little bit about my experience and the experience of some other people that's it yeah no that's that's great um I will say I I'm not a scientist so honestly Mm -hmm. I learned so much I learned so much about experimental and theoretical uh, <laughs> physics in love theoretically. There were passages where I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> I um, I, I had to like look that, up, that stuff up. I'm a, I'm a neuroscientist, so it's not like my field. Yeah. And uh, so there were several things that I was like, I hope no one looks too closely because <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Well, it all sounded good to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to talk specifically about Elsie and Jack. I loved them. What was your favorite part of their relationship and what surprised you while writing them? I think I really enjoyed writing, like, I really enjoyed writing the way Jack kind of sees through her and mm-hmm. the way she's shocked by that. There was yeah. it was just a really fun dynamic to see the way she just doesn't like she she has expectations of him and he constantly subverts them. That was that was really fun you know yeah. and like you know it unfolds through the book and she starts showing herself more and more and he starts getting to know her and that changes but especially at the beginning um that was a lot of fun um what surprised me i think i think what surprised me was how kind of a slow burn their love story ended up being like i i, I just thought they would hook up together uh they, they would hook up earlier in the book yeah when I plotted it and I was like, oh, wow, like they haven't even kissed yet. This is taking a long time. <laughs> but I guess that happens to me all the time. Like all the time I'm like, wait, they're not doing anything yet? Like what is going on here? 
<laughs> they they were a slow burn, but it's because they were constantly surprising each other, right? Yeah. I like to think that. That's, yeah. that's my justification, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I have a question because I personally am very curious and don't worry about not answering if you don't want to. But in the world of Allie Hazelwood, in the men that you have invented and created, who do you think is the hottest male protagonist or specifically who who is the one that you find yourself most into? So it's hard to say. Like, I am going to have to say that my favorite love interest that I've ever written is actually someone from another book altogether. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have this new YA book coming out later in the year. And uh, the the male, the love interest in that book, I don't know. I just kind of, I really enjoyed writing him. Yeah. Um, and so he would have to be my favorite. In terms of like the, my full length books, uh, I think Jack is kind of an asshole. And uh, <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, I think I would want to murder him. I um, yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and then I mean, he's a great guy, and he's fantastic for Elsie. I think because he's the kind of guy who pushes her a lot. Mm-hmm. But I could see myself running him over with my car. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest, it's the same for Adam in the sense that Adam is also like very grumpy and and very just unnecessarily mean sometimes uh, not not to olive but to other people so uh, also i could also see myself running him over <laughs> with my car but levi i have to say is just a good guy um and mm-hmm. so i would have to say that levi is uh, he is the most uh, sensible of yeah. <laughs> the man i would say and i do notice he is the one who has a pet cat so yes <laughs> Yes, great testing, great tasting pets, great tasting. Yeah, perfect. Um, I love that so much. I actually, the book that I'm writing right now, the the love interest has a dog, and I, I think it's because I don't have a dog. I keep forgetting that he has the dog, and then like I'm writing, and I'm like, oh my god, I haven't mentioned the dog in like five chapters. How is the dog? Where is the dog? <laughs> Meanwhile, when I was writing cats, I was like putting cats on every page. <laughs> oh crap! Your readers will be very concerned. How <laughs> like, oh, is the dog? Dog just disappears halfway through the book. Allie, uh, we'll be wrapping up shortly. But a question that we ask all of our guests here is: What is your all-time favorite book? Uh, it's so hard to tell. I feel like I change this every time <laughs> one asks me. Uh, I guess I'm going to say uh, Land of the Beautiful Dead by Arlie mm. Smith. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, if you if you look it up, you will find that the cover is not very good. It's an indie book, but okay. it's, truly a masterpiece and uh, ignore the cover <laughs> it's it's a really really good book it's set in a zombie apocalypse uh, which sounds uh, like not a romance i think but it's uh, a love story between a girl who lives in this you know zombie apocalypse future in which uh, the dead cannot 
really die because uh, uh, because they don't die anymore. They just you know go on being yeah. zombies, and uh, the you know creature slash demon slash uh, dictator who is is like rising the deads and the older dead people, and that is just. I don't know. It's uh, I I cannot explain uh, how good this book is and uh, how much I cried reading it. It has a happy ending, but oh my gosh. I cried a lot anyway. It's it's a very good book. Okay, I'm writing this down because this sounds totally up my street. I'm going to have to read this. I'm so glad. It's it's excellent. <laughs> it sounds I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to read it. Sort of like fantasy horror romance. Yes, yes, that please. is exactly yeah. That's exactly what it is, and it's you know it's it's a very it's one of those romance novels that doesn't really like it doesn't really stop from being uh, very like the villains are villains like yeah. really bad things happen, um, and that's something that I really like. Uh, um, it's not something you can get away a whole lot in uh, traditionally published contemporary romance. So I I really enjoy reading it in you know. Fantasy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love that. I lo- yeah, I love a good fantasy romance. Allie, I can't thank you enough for being here. Um, our- thank you for having me. Yeah. And, and thanks uh, to Matilda for showing herself to me. <laughs> she's honored. Uh, she's a big fan as well. She had to oh. show her face. <laughs> yeah. Tell her to come visit whenever she likes. I I'll let her know. <laughs> <laughs> she would love that. Uh, not sure how she feels about cats, but we can certainly find out. That that could be an issue, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ali, one final question before we let you go. Um, do you have a favorite independent bookshop or just a current favorite bookshop that you'd like to support where people can purchase um specifically your newest book but any of your books yeah um so my my local indie is uh, called uh, lark and owl and it's uh, in georgetown texas and uh, it's a very cute indie bookstore i they have a lot of really cool events so they had a taylor swift karaoke and trivia night uh sounds awesome weeks ago i know i know they're amazing (laughs) And yeah, I highly recommend, uh, you know, just if you're in the area going to visit it uh, because it's it's very beautiful. It has a really cute little bistro inside. And uh, uh, yeah. And if you like, they also, I, th- I think you can order on their website books or whatever if you want. So I highly recommend uh, uh, checking that it out. That is amazing. Yeah, no, I will definitely check out the website. It sounds super cute. If you guys are interested in purchasing Love Theoretically or any of uh, Ali's other novels or novellas, I will link Larkin Owl to the episode description. And um, Ali, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was really nice to meet you. <laughs> well, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family. And if you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. And if you are interested in joining our Novel Finds community on Patreon, please follow the link in our bio. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. Thank you so much for being a novel friend. We will see you all next week. Bye.